Welcome to the Ingenious Podcast, a snapshot of future B2B marketing trends and use it now tips. Learn to be wildly effective in professional services. Each episode features experts with new ideas for your branding and competitive success. Welcome to the Ingenuity Masters Series, a conversation with influencers and professional services marketing. I'm Don Wagoner and will be your host of the series. Listen in about these influencers as they share personal thoughts on trends, opportunities, and the realities of getting a seat at the table. Have your own ingenious thoughts or questions? Visit us at ingenuitymarketing.com. As a regional marketing specialist at HB Fuller, Virginia McCoy works closely with key stakeholders to identify, create, and market new products. She also manages communications that are aligned with the businesses, strategic plan, and branding. Virginia was named Volunteer of the Year in 2016 by the Society for Marketing Professional Services Twin Cities. She joined in 2010 and recently served as president-elect and is currently president through 2020. Previously, Virginia was a communications consultant here at Ingenuity Marketing for five years, and she coordinated marketing for an architectural firm in Chicago for almost three years. Her other job is being a volunteer coach through Girls on the Run since 2013, which ties into a personal interest of building confidence in girls, fitness, and nutrition. Virginia has personally run several marathons. Welcome, Virginia. Thank you for having me, Dawn. I'm very excited to interview you today. Me too. All right, so let's get started. Okay. In this switch from consulting to working in-house again for industry, what are the biggest differences you've experienced when approaching marketing? You know, with my position at HP Fuller, it hasn't honestly changed that much. And I was really grateful for the agency experience that I had beforehand because it really taught me how to work with different personalities because there's so many different personalities among clients. And then at HP Fuller, with the stakeholders that I work with, there is just a complete myriad of personalities that I work with and having to figure out what their work style is, making sure they understand my working style. Um, And then one other thing that I thought would be easier from agency to in-house, but it's not, is getting buy-in from stakeholders (laughs) on these ideas because not everybody understands marketing. So when I was with Ingenuity, I was part of the selling process and went in and talked to different firms about what their needs might potentially be. And I thought that might go away with being in-house, but it is still there and I'm still honing in on those skills of getting buy-in from my stakeholders. Right. So besides the buy-in, which I understand completely, (laughs) are there any other things that are the same? You know, uh, well... Uh, One of the things that is the same is that I am back with working with Suzanne Law. She and I are (laughs) cube mates now at H.P. Fuller. And so that is one of the things that's the same. But a lot of the skills that I gained at Ingenuity, I brought over to H.P. Fuller in terms of just really consulting on communications. Now in my new role as a regional marketing specialist, I'll be doing more of that product management side of marketing that I haven't been in before, which is an exciting new role, but a lot of the communication skills that I gained really transferred well. That's great. And for those of you that are listening to this podcast and do not remember, Suzanne Law used to be a consultant in Ingenuity Marketing. 
um, it really is a small world. <laughs> I know, definitely. Since your background is in AEC, what do you view as opportunities to expand marketing for these fields? Oh, there's so many opportunities that I've been noticing and that I noticed when I was at Ingenuity as well, and then now in kind of how the world is today. One of them is really branding and positioning and finding what differentiates firms between each other. Because I hear so often, of course, price is a big component. Sometimes it is the main component, but if you are able to find what differentiates your firm from others and communicate that in everything from your website to your proposals to the interview process, then it can really go a long way in making sure that your clients see the value in what you're doing. Another one with that, similarly, is positioning leaders in the marketplace as well as in online as well as at events, making sure they're getting speaking opportunities and writing opportunities, and also with rich snippets. So there was, I was reading the other day that in Q1 of 2019, 49% of Google searches resulted in no clicks. So people would search for what they're looking for. And we've all seen that little box pop up on the first page of Google that tells you, Google tells us what we think is the best answer. So a lot of people are getting their information that way. If they wanna know just a quick fact, then they'll look it up and then they may not click through something. So making sure that they're being seen in that way as well. And then overall with the digital presence being found in search, making sure that their websites are optimized, making sure that it's not just a brochure, but they're updating it frequently and with lots of great information. I also see a big opportunity in AEC for videos. So I know that one thing I've heard from multiple people at SMPS is they're scared to put their leaders in front of cameras <laughs> because they are scared that they'll freeze up. But if we can get them to talk about the stories of their projects and kind of their work, then I. I often see that they really shine through and they're excited about those projects. And if you can share those stories through video online, that can be a great way to show up in search as well as be seen as an expert in the field. I really think that there is a lot to share in terms of stories with videos as well as when you were talking about the positioning of the leaders and the speaking and the writing. I don't think it's done enough because they, they are really interesting and they are truly experts at what they're doing and they don't share enough of what they're doing definitely. so there's definitely opportunity there mm -hmm. yeah i see that a lot and of course i've heard the before our competitors are being seen why aren't we and that's just a great way if you can put together a speakers bureau where you're actively searching for opportunities to speak then that can be a great way but Doing video in-house or hiring someone to do video with you can be a great way to be seen. My last thing that I've kind of seen more and more opportunity for is really marketing automation. I don't see that often enough given how busy AEC marketers are. Sometimes they are a solo person doing all of the marketing plus maybe even administrative or HR work. And that could be a great opportunity for making it easier for them to stay in front of their leads and stay in front of customers. I know it does take work up front, but it can really pay off. Yeah, I know we're huge fans of marketing automation. Um, we try to set it up whenever we can, but you're right, it is a lot of work up front, but it definitely pays off from a consistency and marketing and staying in front of those leads, which is key. 
It's really interesting that you brought up the SEO and optimizing their websites because I actually just won a website yesterday, in fact, and the gentleman who happens to be a client, but we inherited his website. He was Googling himself. We inherited his keywords as well, and he finally, his keywords had fallen, and he was not happy about it. And so there were some limitations with his existing website. So he finally decided to upgrade it to a WordPress site and um, have some keyword research done because he finally realized how important that was. And he needed to be seen and make sure the, the younger generation. It was funny because his partners were kind of against it because they were like, you know, our buyers are not looking for us online. But then one of his partner's daughters had said, yeah, but dad... The younger generation is and if they see that you're not being progressive and your website is not up to date they're going to move on so she convinced him to have buy-in with the other partner that wanted the new site that's hilarious (laughs) i love that you know recently i've been reading more and more about how b2b especially those buyers because they're such big purchasing decisions. I mean, it's not like they're going out and buying a bottle of shampoo. They're they're paying someone to build a building or, you know, engineer yeah. something. So it's really important that they're getting that knowledge up front. And a lot of them are doing their research before they even talk to anybody. So it's just so important that you put your best foot forward with that. Right. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, it does sound like there is a lot of opportunity for the AEC and I appreciate your insights. So what is your favorite area to concentrate on in your role at work and why? Definitely digital. So that's something that I've always had a passion for that I've always been really excited about because there's so much opportunity. I also kind of grew up in that era of learning all things digital. And I really like to dive into the analytics and see what's working because I know that so much of marketing in the past has been the response is, well, how are you going to measure it? And so everything with digital is measurable. So I love looking at that. I have a great global digital marketing manager that I work with, and she has the website as a whole. She looks at all of HB Fuller, but she helps me with looking at our business in, in particular and seeing you know, what we can do to improve and what's working well and what's maybe could be working better. So I really like the digital aspect of that. And it really runs across the whole business and everything else that I do because, you know, anytime somebody wants to do something that's maybe more traditional, such as, you know, a trade show or even a print newsletter, then we make sure that we maximize that by spreading the word online as well. Right. Yeah, there's a lot that you can do with the ROI and looking at the analytics I actually was interviewing an employee candidate right before this, and one of my questions had to do with explaining to a client that he was making a mistake, and the gentleman that I was interviewing brought up looking at analytics and bringing that into the the conversation and how that can convince and show the client that, you know, that is a possible mistake. And so, yeah, there's a lot that you can do with analytics, so... What are you most proud of during your tenure of leadership at SMPS? And why should marketers consider a professional membership like SMPS? What I really like about what we've focused on as a board at SMPS, especially in the past couple of years, I feel like they've always done a good job of this. But 
one thing we've really done is make sure that we focus on what's in the best interest of the members and those who attend our events they're maybe non-members as well but we're really thinking of who's going to our events especially with the programming and seeing what they're interested in what they want to see trying to mix it up a little bit getting different types of speakers and different types of programs we also have a focus on members as far as we have an, a, an upcoming event that's free to members that's talking about negotiation and salary increase. So making sure that they're really getting the most out of it. And as far as why somebody should consider a membership such as SMPS, you know, it's a really great opportunity, not just to network, because it is important to see others within your firm and within your field. And especially like I was discussing the AEC members that are one-shop kind of marketing people, then they have the opportunity to talk with others about what they're doing well and what's uh, what opportunities there are in the place. And also there are so many online resources with SMPS that not all members take advantage of that I just really always try to push that with members is make sure that you're logging into my SMPS and looking at what's available. There are you know free resources, they get the marketer, which is the print magazine that comes to through a membership, as well as online chat forums with my SMPS. So if they're they have a question about CRMs or something like that, they can go on and look for people who are having the same experience they are and learn from them. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of professional memberships, whether it's networking and just being able to share your knowledge, even frustration being in-house or whatever the conversation needs to happen is. But that Marketer Magazine is amazing and very helpful. But those online forums, because you can post it and anyone uh, national can share something, which is very helpful, especially if you don't have the answer. Yeah. Well, yeah. And we, I've seen so many instances where somebody is just having trouble with something. They might send me an email about, Hey, I have a question. Do you know anybody for this? Or do you have any experience with this? And I'll, I'll offer that they should maybe post it online and they get so many responses. And Everybody in SMPS and I'm sure other professional organizations are so willing to help that it's just fun to be part of that community as well. Right. That's great. After a long week at work, what rejuvenates you and your creativity? Oh, um, well, one of the big things I've been doing more and more is really unplugging on the weekend, just not being on any really digital device, reading real books, hardcover books. <laughs> real versus I fake. <laughs> and I, was, I put that in my notes and I was like, I, I know that it's not a fake book, but you know, just I, I'm an achiever. So I like to have a book that I can close and say, okay, I read this whole thing. And then also, you know, just doing some of the things that I love, like running uh, spending time with my dog, Dottie. Mm-hmm. She's wonderful, as well yeah. as my fiancé, Devin. He's wonderful, too. Dottie's been into our office several times when Virginia used to work for Ingenuity, so we are all very familiar with Dottie. Yes, she's a wonderful office dog. <laughs> if you had advice for younger marketers, what would it be to advance the field of marketing? One thing that I really think that new marketers can focus on is being curious and asking lots of questions and being willing to learn from others. Because I know that that's one thing 
that we've all struggled with is we have kind of our own conception of what should be done and that's the way to do it. But if we can just be more open and learn from each other, but still also be willing to raise your hand and say, well, what about this? Because I know that, you know, that this is the way we've always done it can be an answer that comes out often. But if you're willing to challenge that a little bit, then it's a really great opportunity. And then also being ready and willing to help. That's one thing. I had my performance review at work yesterday and my boss uh, praised me for my willingness to whenever, especially when she's struggling, I'll jump into her office and say, okay, how can I help with this? Because I, I find that that goes a long way with anybody that you're working with is knowing that you're dependable and that they have someone that they can rely on is really a great thing to have in the workplace. I completely agree. I love it when people are able to help out. So what about if you had advice for older marketers? What would that be? Yeah, I think we can all really learn from each other. And I would honestly have the same sort of advice for them, whereas be willing, be curious and be willing to ask questions. So if you are one of those people that has always done something a certain way and you don't We're want stuck to, in our old ways. <laughs> exactly. Um, be will, you know, be a little bit curious and ask, okay, why do you think that or why do you suggest that? I know that people gen- generally aren't out to get anybody else, but it's just that they might be bringing something up because they have a different idea and they see something a different way than you do. And that doesn't mean that either of you are necessarily wrong. It's just that you need to learn from each other. Right. Yeah. It's been great talking to you as an industry influencer. So who are your influencers? My influencers. I collect people in my network. And it's it's funny when I was kind of thinking about this is uh, I really kind of try to work on, I try to stay in touch with some of my old colleagues. I've seen you multiple times at SFPS, <laughs> which is fun. I also have a friend and mentor, Kate, who I am on the phone with probably weekly, just asking her questions and learning from her. She's brilliant. As well as SMPS colleagues and old colleagues. I should kind of combine the two with Melissa Seberg. She's one of my favorites. I was actually joking with Suzanne yesterday about how how Melissa always knows everything that's going on in the industry and she always has like the biggest scoop and I said to Suzanne you know Melissa could really run like an AEC gossip blog and I was wondering even what the my mind went to the metrics of that like who, how many people would read it and what would be in there but definitely those who are in you know who I've worked with before and then online I have some some people that I just like to follow, like Jenna Kutcher, um, that's with a K. She is a marketing genius, and she's one of those just organic growers where she bought a really nice camera one day and then became an expert in marketing kind of overnight, but she's willing to share all of what she learned, so she's fun to follow online. And then there are some runners that I like to follow as well because I respect how they hold themselves, like Lauren Fleshman and Kara Goucher. They're both really great writers as well as just strong women to follow. Right. So are you doing any marathons anytime soon? I'm thinking, well, I put my name in for the New York City Marathon Lottery, so we'll see. I know that's very hard to get into. Um, I've also been thinking about doing maybe Fargo or one of the other ones this summer. I try to do one once a year, which is fun, but um, none 
that I've committed to and signed up for. Right. Virginia, I have to tell you, that's not my idea of fun, but I respect <laughs> you. <laughs> I know. Everybody thinks, like, what, what do you do for fun? I run. Okay, that is not fun for probably 80% of people. Right. But So we happen to know that you have a strength in positivity. What is keeping you positive these days? It can be so hard, especially these days where just the world is so polarizing and everybody's just upset all the time. Uh, One of the things I've been focusing on and trying to really hone in on is just focusing on gratitude. And that has been one thing that's really kept me positive is, you know, when I'm facing a challenge, even like big or small, I try to focus on what I'm grateful for in the situation, like what I've learned. I think that anytime that, you know, a quote-unquote failure happens, then it's really just a learning opportunity. So I've really focused on gratitude, and I know that that can be really hard, but it's helped me recently. Yeah, you know, I actually just had that conversation with my husband, Scott, and talked about blessings, because it's true. Gratitude is huge. All right, so my last question is, favorite go-to snack when you're on the run? Yeah, so I tell Devin all the time that we should buy stock and Cliff Bars because we eat probably three a day between the two of us at our house. It's ridiculous. And I also like smoothies a lot. Like if I have a morning meeting that I have to run to, then I'll grab a smoothie because it's I find it easier. I don't like eating in front of people, so having a smoothie at a meeting is better for me. And then I have a bag of almonds always in my car just in case – to avoid anger. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Well, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Ingenious Podcast. If you like this podcast, please leave us a rating or a review wherever you listen. Visit the show notes for this episode and all episodes at ingenuitymarketing.com forward slash podcast. 